Come on in, guys. Welcome into Talking Llama. Matt and Jared here for the big merge episode. Jared, often a, a highlight of the season, or can be at least, and that is the case this this season. Absolutely, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that was uh, there's fireworks. History was made, Jared. You know what the history was? Uh, the first time a shot in the dark ever worked. Well, real history that people care about. <laughs> Uh, the Rangers won the World Series. Survivor-related history that people <laughs> care about. Um, you're you're gonna have to tell me. I'm surprised you don't know this because it it knocked off our girl Kelly Wentworth. Oh, the most votes ever negated by. Uh, I don't know. At at one time, I I think someone yeah, said yeah. she still has the most votes negated in a season. Okay, I believe, but at one time, yes, Caleb with going eleven for eleven. Yeah, interesting strategy there. Yes, yes, <laughs> we'll 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 get into into that. I'm sure as to why there wasn't even a, a safety vote thrown, especially by I don't know Jay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. But yeah. The first successful shot in the dark, and that means we're not counting. I think it was Jamie last season who played it and was safe, but she didn't receive a single vote. So don't count that as as a correct successful play. This is the first time someone, well, the second time someone was safe, if I have that tracking correctly, and the first time someone played it who would have otherwise been voted out. So momentous occasion, Propes, I'm sure, was thrilled beyond belief that happened because this is exactly what he would want the shot in the dark to be. But as exciting as it was, when this is the only positive outcome of a certain aspect of the game, I don't know how good that that feature is. Yeah. But we don't need yeah. to believe the shot in the dark. This was, I thought at least, a great episode anyway, which ended with an absolute bang. But uh, what did you think overall of the episode? Yeah, I, I thought it was... You know, like the same standard decent level that we've been getting for most of the season so far. Um, not a lot has changed. I'm just like, I, I let's uh, talk about some more stuff before I I share my um, unique point of the week. Ooh, ooh, I like that tease. <laughs> I like that tease quite a bit. All right, well, we'll just start at the beginning then. And when we get to this unique point of the week, I will be thoroughly excited to hear it because we didn't text much at all during the episode. We watched it at different times. So I'll be curious to see when this comes up. Uh, so we start off with Balo, as we always do, the tribe that voted last episode. And normal stuff, Austin, Drew, and Emily are doing you know damage control with Kendra, who's saying, oh yeah, let's we'll work together going forward and blah, blah, blah. But Obviously, she's a little pissed. She's upset. But 
she she was taking it as being betrayed by Emily. I guess I get it where that mindset's coming from, but they hadn't done anything besides talk. This was the first vote she went to, the first time they had a chance to work together. If she wants to use it as betrayal to motivate her to work against her, whatever, fine. But it's it's not really a betrayal. It just means you're not with this person because she had a chance to show, am I with you or not? She's just not with you. Maybe it's semantics on wording, but it, I, I for sure wouldn't call this a betrayal. No, not at all. I mean, it's just a move was made that Kendra didn't like. Yes. Yep, that's what that's what it amounts to. <laughs> Emily didn't flip on her. You know, it was a standard. I tell the person who I'm working against what they want to hear so they don't get wise. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah, there is a moment. I forget if it was like heroes versus villains. I think that's when it was. But it was like Suri, like someone getting mad at Suri for like trying to flip the vote. She's like, you're just getting mad at me because I'm not doing what you want me to do. Speaking of Suri, are you, are you watching Big Brother, Jared? I'm not. I'm not. Have, have you been following it? No. She's in the final like four or five. Because of course. <laughs> well, she's... that's good. That's good. We like her. Because of course, of course, she's in a CBS reality show and making it to the end. Yep. And hope and we'll probably get screwed tomorrow in, in losing the game. But I don't watch it. I just follow through on Twitter. Hopefully she wins. Whatever. Um, get to Lulu and Caleb wants to find the idol. But this was this was an interesting strategy because, yes, you want to find the idol for yourself. But if you don't have it, you want to know where it is. But he kind of gets the whole tribe looking for it together, which if if you don't find it, that's then it's great for you because then you know where it is. But if you do find it, then everybody knows that you have it. So it was it was a little little odd the way he went about it. Yeah. There's maybe it's just me, but I feel like there's a lot of odd strategic decisions made by the cast this season. Like, I I don't know if it's just like unconventional, but like not bad or I don't know. But some of it has not made sense to me. This was just another one. Well, he does say later on he's not the biggest strategic threat. And maybe this is just just proof of that. Yeah. Yeah. Or is he a good strategic threat? Because he's saying he's not. Little reverse psychology, little double dipping. I like it. Um, so they're looking. Eventually, Bruce finds it, and it is the beware advantage. And do have confirmation finally that is a third task, and it's one that I normally love. Um, usual caveat: no boat till he finds it. But this one is just hidden at the beach beneath their shelter, which usually I I love this. I love when someone needs to look right in the middle of a common area to find the idol. Except, in this case, he finds it with his four, at this point, partners, who he likely would have told anyway about it. So it kind of takes, it's it's zapped a lot of the potential drama, but I like that that's what they did with it, that it was a third task, as we assumed, and it was a fun one. Just a good swing, but not quite a hit. Not quite a home run, as Drew would say. Oh my god, that was so forced. That was I when it, so forced. I'm sorry, <laughs> not to just like bring this up and just have a shit on him right now. But like when he said that in my head, I was like, just shut up, 
like go away. I don't need to hear this anymore. There, there are times where you can tell someone just has a way with words and they say something that's just natural. Maybe you don't, maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but it's, it just kind of came out and they just have it. This felt like he was planning it. He's like, I'm going to say this tonight. And yeah. it just maybe, and the way it was edited was weird. He kind of just like forced his way into saying it. And maybe they cut out a bit of a lead into it, but it just, oh, I like Drew, but not, you know what the other worst part about it was? Is that it was that during the everyone World Series. There, well, that too, but everyone there was like, wow, Drew, that, that was good. Yeah. It was a, it was a poor, <laughs> a poor showing all around. So yeah. I can't remember who it was. There was someone, maybe it was D. I don't know. Someone like gave him a look, like someone, someone specifically. It was like, oh, yeah. I was like, no, that was terrible. <laughs> but don't encourage this behavior. Don't. Like that yeah. was, that was rough. But um, Drew, I like Drew, but not, not a, not a good moment. Pretty, pretty, pretty poor, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, so Bruce starts digging. And luckily, right now, Katura is away. They're assuming looking for the idol on her own. And then she comes back before he finds it. And then he has to stop digging. And then Jake, our guy Jake, he he pretends to have lost one of his rings in the sand and like makes a huge display of it. <laughs> like little over the top, it looked like. I don't think it didn't seem like Katura thought anything of it, but I thought he was really hamming it up. Um and I mean it's it's a good it's a, it's as good of a reason as any to just be randomly digging in the sand. Yeah, and so. like it's better to be too over the top than like nonchalant. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I lost my ring. I'm gonna I'm just gonna look for it. Like maybe yeah, there was you know, there maybe was I one, find it. I just thought of it now, so I didn't take time to look it up. There was someone who was doing the same thing. I couldn't even tell you what season. A range of seasons it was. It was probably later because they were digging at, at camp, and they and people see him and they whoever it was, I think it was the guy, just goes, "Yeah, I'm I'm just digging, just digging a hole." <laughs> I I do not remember this at all. And and then, oh man, I'm I mean, it maybe wasn't even the U.S. survivor. It might have been one of the international ones, but I can for sure remember some player doing this and not even making an attempt to say. I'm looking for something. I'm digging for crabs. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Like, no, they said, yeah, I'm just digging a hole. Or basically, like along those lines. And it was just, just yeah. terrible. So at least, at least Jake went for something. I love the obvious wink. Yeah. Yep. Like, like I'm pretty sure your partners knew what you were doing. <laughs> he, he he gives he, he gives Caleb the the smirk and the wink. He goes, yeah. And Caleb knew what I was doing. Yeah. So I winked at Bruce too. He knew what I was doing. Like, yeah. Everyone knew what you were doing. I I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so really, the only only worry for Bruce is that they get the the boat arrival, alerting them to what they can only assume and correctly assume to be the merge. So he's got ten minutes to gather all this stuff. In this case, it also means finding the idol, and he does find it, um, seemingly right before they left. I mean, if, he, if the edit was correct. He didn't find it until after the boat arrived, and they said they had 10 minutes, so it did come down to the wire. But he does find it, so he's got his idol and his boat back right away. Get to the merge beach, and Bruce, like, right away, just starts <laughs> giving instructions. But he said, all right, let's get the shelter built, trying to expand expand the shelter at Ruby Beach. Um, but then the, the big moment, we have Emily talking to Bruce, 
And of course, we called out Emily in a very positive way, very positive in an entertainment standpoint way of calling out Bruce on day one, like minute one on the bar at the Marooning. And they and they talk it back, talk it through. She apologizes. You know, he accepts, obviously. Although I would have loved Prudence to be like, no, just like hold a grudge, like openly hold a grudge. Yeah, I, it's kind of similar to what Drew did last week with the, like, you want to work together? No. no. I, don't see that ha- I don't see that happening. Yeah, that would have been good here. I Maybe like long term, it's better to just have like Bruce stewing still over over that moment. Yeah, yeah, because he, he obviously, it's, it's stuck in his craw. Either he was offended by it, took it personally, or it's just a reason to not trust Emily. And that's probably the, the smartest reason or smartest play um, or approach to it. And and Emily knows it's like, yeah, we, we, we squashed it. There's no awkwardness because of that. But she she's smart enough to know that him accepting her apology and being like nice to her doesn't mean they're all of a sudden going to start working together. She she knows she has to be wary yeah. of him still. Yep. Yep. So then uh, a lot of the re- so there's all six Reba are are still in the game. So they're reunited. Um, D and Julie are beside themselves with excitement that Austin and Drew are returning. Um, though they do make a note of it, thankfully, to not let it be too obvious how happy they are. But people are pretty much going to assume anyway that there's six original Reba. There's a good chance they're going to work together until tonight when they when they don't. But safe enough assumption early on when everyone's coming together that there's a six five two split that those six are probably going to stick together, or at least there's a good chance that they are going to. And so Austin is kind of rehashing, you know, what, what he's been up to and, and tells D and Julie about the amulet choice. And he's still holding that sandwich grudge, which, which I love is not, it's that I was going to. Yeah, go ahead. Just saying he, he, he doesn't even say like, it was just a bad strategic choice. It's like, I, I want a sandwich. Like that's the part he's yeah. focusing on is not getting the sandwich, not how dumb, wanting the amulet is but no i just want i want i wanted i wanted turkey sandwich yeah and when you were saying like uh bruce or we were talking about bruce holding the emily thing from episode one against her like to say i didn't want to like jump the gun but that that's not even the best like long-term <laughs> grudge that's being held like into uh, consideration during voting it's definitely the sandwich grudge this is inc- i mean it's incredible like, stuff yeah and and it wasn't even like yeah like like you're saying you know bad strategic move his reasoning is she took my sandwich away <laughs> now, i would imagine that there's more to it and he talks about how pointless the amulet is but I I'm so thankful to Survivor Production for just leaving those parts out. That's just focus on the sandwich. I love yeah. it. It's so good. Yep. I and again, this is kind of a eerie time to make this callback, but um, you know, Friends, uh, the sandwich episode. I mean, no. not, not sure if you're aware of <laughs> the, that one. The um, <laughs> the what's it called? The moist maker. Yeah. My sandwich. That's that's what's happening here. I love it. I mean, it, it just irrationally angry about a sandwich getting getting eaten, both on Friends and in this case, and, and I love it. 
both are incredible stuff. Um, so he drew D and Julie kind of reconnect and see where things are at. Um, they're a tight foursome. D even says should write everyone else's name down, but not, not those three specifically drew Nasa. I think she says, um, and they all want to vote Jay out and not just because of the amulet. That's kind of added reasoning to do so, but they believe should be quick to flip on them. Hey, has she given them reason to believe that? Or is she just kind of like not as outwardly tight with them, like openly tight with them? I'm glad you're asking that question because a lot of the time I'll like, like miss two minutes of the show or like zone out and I'll like not realize something happened. But I was like, oh crap. Like, did I miss something that happened between Jay and everyone else? Like, I don't understand. I don't think we did, at least not that we've seen. I honestly think like she just did not pop as a character. Like sometimes people just don't. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But if that's an accurate portrayal of how she was around camp, they maybe just whether true or not, we've talked before about how, you know, perception is reality out there that maybe they just thought she wasn't as into it like into that partnership and alliance as as they needed her to be, who just seemed like she was maybe a little more aloof and would be quicker to, to turn. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a little weird because, like, I remember, wasn't there, like, a little heat on her a few episodes ago, but, like, didn't really amount to anything. Like, her and Sifu just don't really get along. And, like, I yeah, I I don't know. It's not really coming back to me, though. Yeah, well, I mean, Sifu kind of um, pinpointed her as the one that he thought voted for her. Yeah. And then she volunteered to go with that plan, which, sure. Um, That's the only thing I can think of. Like, we we, we said from the beginning that she just wasn't, she didn't seem to us, based on what the show showed us, that she was as tight of a part of a partner as D and Julie and Austin and Drew. Mm-hmm. And then it found out later that she was in that group. But I, I, I think I, my guess, and this could be completely wrong, obviously, but my guess is that the way she came off to the viewers is probably somewhat close to how she wasn't, was out there. And so maybe they probably yeah. just didn't think she was, as, as close to them as they were to each other. Yeah. And I guess sometimes it could just be like some energy that you give off. Like, yeah, not, not anything deliberate that they could like film and like show you. Maybe mm-hmm. it is just like, we need, like we need you to say something about Jay or like say something about how you're leaning voting. And they're like, yeah, like we just don't think Jay is like, like we think she could flip, and like that could be all there is to it. Yeah, and and if if D and Julie are are that close, it's possible they they realized or assume Jay realizes that, and then just kind of in this case correctly assume that she's on the bottom, so that if someone's going to flip, it it would be her. Yeah, yeah, possible. But. Moving on, Caleb and Emily, since are in what could be 
an all important position. They could either be the easy vote as kind of the, the odd two out, or they can give either the Balo or, or Reba tribes, assuming they go tribe strong, the numbers advantage, either a eight, five for Reba or seven, six for, for Balo. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they know this. So Caleb gets right to work. He's talking to everybody. Um, maybe a little too much potentially because <laughs> yeah i mean this was i think it's a big part i mean it seemed like people were kind of on to him anyway but i don't think this did him any favors in be for being targeted this this vote um and bruce especially is banging that drum because nobody is talking to him. that was a weird part is that it seemed like before people kind of knew how to manage bruce and then the merge comes where you want people to be as calm and level-headed as possible. And they just ignore him. Like not yeah. the time to do that. If you're not, you know, you're trying to vote him out. You want to maybe even talk to him more, like not the time to just ignore this guy. Yeah. I could see uh, like maybe throwing a more real world perspective on this. When there's a lot happening, and there is like when you're merging on survivor, like there's just so many people to talk to and like you're excited to meet people and like talk strategy. I could see people just like forgetting about him if he's not around and like if he's just kind of doing his own thing and like telling people what to do around camp and working on the shelter and stuff like it might not even be conscious that you're ignoring him or like planning against him it's just like you you forget about it yeah and and part of that is is on him too that yes you want to be someone that people approach you with information but at some point when you realize no one's talking to you go talk to them yeah don't don't just talk to emily and katura probably the last two people who want to work with you (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it was great for us because those interactions were incredible. Talking to Emily, I don't, yeah. people aren't talking to me. She, well, you should probably win immunity then. Yeah. And then talks to Couture and she just like goes, well, your leadership might help you. <laughs> and I did like that we got acknowledgement from Bruce, though, that he is aware that he and Katura are not. They're not vibing wet at all. I don't. I still don't know that he realizes just how much she dislikes him. But but yep. he is he is aware that there's really no avenue, at least as as it currently stands, for us to work together. Uh, but Bruce at this point seemed to be being set up as a potential option, although that that faded very quickly, even before they they won the eventual immunity. Um, but he was kind of being set up and maybe that's a sign of things to come. Maybe it's just made for a good part of the episode. So we get to the immunity challenge and do you want to complain again about the earn the merge or just say it's dumb and points and move on? Uh, Yeah, I, I will actually complain about it again. Um, this, this is my, maybe it's not such a unique, uh, take of the show i feel like the last the last couple i'll just kind of like notice something and i'll pitch it to you 
when the episode ends and it's kind of like, oh yeah, like didn't realize that. Um, and that's kind of what I'm here for because you're the one who's like diligently watching the episode and taking notes. And then I'm just kind of like spitballing like random takes um, throughout the course of it. But like for this one, this is like partially related to the earn the merge. But like, why is this the thing that's stuck? Like why, you know, we're trying things post season 40 or post season 40. And it's like a new, it's the new era. And, you know, all this emphasis is being placed on the game is ever changing. And like, this is a really weird thing to just make a part of the show forever. And like at this point in the show, because we've seen this now for so many seasons, it's like, this is a new era, but like this feels really old and stale. Like, because it's a bad idea. Though, well, <laughs> it, it is a bad idea, but like, I like it's just like I I guess that that is part of it. You're right. Like if it was a good idea, then fine. But like it's <clears throat> it it just doesn't like it doesn't make me excited. It's just like going through the motions and yeah, there's only so much time that like a a bad idea can survive like season after season. So I, I don't know. I think, yeah, you're probably right. It's just, it's just not a good thing to add to the game. And that's why it seems old, but like just doing the same predictable thing every season is in a lot of ways, not good, but yeah, it's also at the same time, how the show works so well for so long is that you like knew what things you could count on. So I'm, I'm now arguing with myself. I, I still think the the biggest there's a couple things for me is that because we've had merges where the first vote maybe in the first two aren't on the jury that's still the merge and that's basically what like at the end of the day that's what this is like yeah you're all on one beach you're competing in one challenge you're this, you're okay. you're merged like it's 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 so it's just it's just dumb doesn't add anything to it it makes the vote often less it it gives the target less room to work because i will redirect my rant now Ooh. um so here's another thing that we talk about sometimes i don't know if like like we've covered it on this podcast a lot or like if it's just something that like I'll be talking to other Survivor fans about like, you know, when we're not recording or um, other people like they have an obsession with making small votes like it starts off with tribes of six. And then like when we when we tribe swap, we go to tribes of five and there's, and now it's like we merge, but there's still only six people that you can vote for. And they just do this all the time. Like 
like predictably now it's it's always the fewest people possible who can receive votes will be the scenario like there's there's no way well i, I shouldn't say there's no way because it could happen next episode but like they will do everything they can to prevent like nine people or 10 people or 12 people from all being eligible to be voted out the same episode. Yeah. And like, I get it that it gives the, the players less room to hide, but it also gives them less room to work. That's where fun votes happen is when someone, cause like as, as awesome a moment as it was when you just saw Caleb does not count. 11 times in a row like that was sick but caleb didn't do anything strategic he failed strategically yeah and he could have he could have pushed the vote to probably drew or sifu not drew bruce or sifu maybe even kendra i mean you cut it you cut your options in half to to work something out and you rely on blind luck like well yeah that's that's a good point too and it's like you know it's still just a a immense tactical error that not one other person received a vote. But like when there's only six people you can vote for, like you're kind of like you're kind of asking for the votes to be condensed. Yeah. And I feel like they're doing they're going for this type of moment on the off chance it happens, sacrificing the the more the more likely or sacrificing a better vote for the possibility of this, even though the more likely scenario that we've had before with this with the shot in the dark where it doesn't mean a, a thing. Well, yeah, in a way you're like sacrificing the rest of the episode too. Like like you're going for the big moment, but like you're sacrificing the episode because like you're just taking so many of the possibilities away. And like uh, we we saw obviously a lot of pre-tribal discussion and some different names being thrown out, but like it like it just didn't even end up mattering because they got their big moment that nullified all of it. Yep. Yep. So let's let's get to that immunity challenge. We'll have more time to talk about the vote again here. Um two the two groups are Sifu, Drew, Bruce, Austin, Julie, Kendra. And Caleb, Jay, Jake, D, Emily, and Kelly. Katura was the odd woman out, and she backs she backs the blue team. Must have killed her to throw her lot in with Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, maybe on some level, but <laughs> I feel like you just like it's also great to see such an obvious pick there for you to make. I would have loved it if. She she went with the red, and then like a, in a confessional, she said, "I want to go with blue, but I just couldn't cheer for Bruce. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it ethically. Couldn't couldn't live with myself." Or something about picking the blue, and then a confessional, like, "Oh man, it, it that's the right choice, but it, it killed me to have, to have to hope for Bruce to win." Yeah, and and low key other great scenario is she just like excessively cheers for Bruce <laughs> during the challenge condescendingly this was a kind of a, an epic challenge this looked this looked pretty this is the kind of challenge i like it's big it's it's endurance it's long it's tough crawl through it was a merge worthy challenge yes absolutely have you ever tr- had to for 
either like a gym class or just whatever. Have you had, had to crawl under one of those like army type nets? No. It looks miserable. I'm not going to seek one out anytime soon either. No. No. If something someone puts together some sort of event, survivor-like event or whatever, and it's there, great. But yeah, I'm never going to be like, oh, does this have uh, an army net where I'm in, where it's, it only goes a foot off the ground? Yes, I will go do that thing. I will not do that thing if I have a choice. Typically. It's really tough if you do it standing up like Jay. That was that was rough, rough night for her. Yeah, rough night for her. I'm, I'm the, just glad I wasn't under that net. But I mean, just yes. Look kind I, of I don't. Funny. I don't. I don't. Under, <laughs> I. I don't know that I'd do any better than she did. But no, no, did not do well. So at 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 the um, pre travel slash reward, um, Sifu opens up the voting discussion. Always a risky risky play, especially when it's an arbitrary group of seven people. Like this is, yep. I I love how this happens almost without fail. You get some reward where it's it's a random team like this, and you you see oh the group here has the majority numbers. Let's just form a group with us and vote out someone else on the other other side. Like why? Like it's it's such a random mix of people. Any one of them is liable to throw whatever you say right back at you as ammunition to other people people back in camp. I love it. I know that's why the show does it this way. Exactly so this happens. It's it's great. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'll I'll give both sides the argument for this. You're right. Like that it's just a ridiculous thing to do with like a group of people that gets thrown together strictly because math like that's that's it and it's like especially naive to think that like the vote is just gonna sit like that and like nothing is gonna happen when you go back and you're just gonna go to tribal and do it like that's that's the uh the side that's like okay why do we do this uh the other the other side devil's advocate is you get enough people that kind of like land on something and agree on something. And then like here, it kind of worked like as a safety net. Didn't cause they were talking about Caleb and Jay, right? Like that was pretty much it. Like in this group. And mm-hmm. I don't know, like it, maybe it worked. I, my argument there would be, I think it seemed like those were kind of the two popular names anyway that Caleb because okay. he is being perceived as, as such a big threat and then Jay just is on the outs the super outs apparently and yeah. in other discussions those seemed to be the two people that got brought up with little to no resistance so I, I think here it kind of just happened to work out more so than this discussion pointed the vote the votes toward one or the other um, but see who opens up opens up and says jay no one really comes to her defense and then kendra brings up caleb and emily specifically caleb you know talking about how, how dangerous he is um bruce hops on that train and this is where it's dangerous that's news to katura she thought they were tight and now she has reason to go back to caleb and be like hey bruce isn't on board with you he doesn't like you 
Okay, yeah. So score one in the column for the maybe this isn't a good idea. Yep. Team. You just I feel like if you're there, you just sit there and let people talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. But hey, just, I mean like just like nod your head, eat your food, and let other people reveal too much. No, actually, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else to say about that. And then back at the the loser camp, if you will, Jay also starts pushing for Caleb. Um, and she thinks the other five rebuzz will have her back. Um, and then, but then D tells Jake she wants to go after Jay. And then she also tells Caleb. Jake and Kelly discuss Jay as well. They're both on board. Um, and then Kelly even mentions as a as a bonus, it would upgrade her her amulet. Immediately proving that the amulet is just a target on your back and not an advantage until you're the last one of the three. Yep immediately yeah but like good on her i mean yeah get you before you get me i guess but it's just hilarious that she got Mm -hmm. convinced or chose that that path as under the guise of a partnership and then her right away (laughs) right away her first thought is oh this benefits me because you know maybe one thing maybe the jokes on us that like the show intentionally sets that up for you to make enemies and not allies. I wouldn't be surprised if that's if that's their thought, but it's one where if you're thinking of like optimal game theory, if you have a choice, not taking the amulet is going to be the right choice. Yeah. What, sandwich. At the time. No, always the sandwich. Especially on a show like Survivor now where there's such an emphasis on not giving you food. If you have a chance at food or a stupid thing, <laughs> take the food. Yep. But it's in the past, and now Kelly's got some ammunition to go after Jay. Um, a lot of back and forth, basically, about Caleb versus Jay is where it really comes down to. And even though we maybe thought Bruce was in trouble early on, and he might have thought he was in trouble, it's really focusing in on on Jay or or Caleb. Um. Bruce is fighting hard for Caleb. Um, Drew and Austin fill in D, who's on board, but they do it in front of Emily. And that pr- probably proved to be the fatal mistake that she goes to Caleb and says, hey, the votes are on you. Play your shot in the dark. Yeah. Which, good on her, because she she now gets his trust and she voted with the majority. So she doesn't really have fault to this, take anyway. I I will say this about Caleb. I mean, this move is just like him reaching out to Emily like early on is just paying such massive dividends. Like, mm-hmm. and and what an ally to have. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe I mean he seems to be pretty in tune socially. Maybe he would have gotten the the feeling something was going against him, but. We'll never know. It didn't seem like he had it. Like when she's like, you should play your shot in the dark. He's like, what? And I would bet there, there was some edits that wanted to make it seem even more so I more so like that. But I, I, I had to feel like tribal council would have gone so like almost too smoothly where he would have might've been able to tell something was up. 
if they yeah. were really that all together. But anyway, I, I love that it didn't happen that way. That we did get Emily, who was talking about like Caleb was there for me. You know, he brought me in, he reached out to me. And I mean, if Caleb goes on to win the game, which he's in a real tough spot <laughs> right now, he's plus 70. No, plus 7,000. You say plus 70, plus, plus 7,000. I was going to, I was, yeah, never mind. We're gonna, so we're I'm not say, odds maker. Were you going to play say plus 70,000? 70, I was going to say I had 7,000 in my head and then I went 70 and I was like trying to salvage it with 70 hundred, but that's just weird. <laughs> Technically be correct. Sorry. Um, but if he somehow <laughs> grinds this out, that that olive branch to Emily on day one or two could be argued as the game winning move. Yeah. So, yep. Love to see it happen if it did, but we'll see. So it seems like heading into tribal that the shot in the dark is probably his only shot. Where did you think that the vote stood going into tribal council? Um, I thought there, uh, I thought it was like gonna be mostly Caleb, but there would be like a small contingency that like got together and did the smart thing and just like put some votes on someone else but uh that's also a very dangerous move like if if that doesn't work out like if Caleb just goes home and there's like three of you that just went completely rogue yes well I'm gonna get to that but in a second because I because Jay I feel like would have had cover to Yep. for a vote anywhere else yeah um but so you watched this after the fact and i'm assuming you were able to fast forward through commercials yep so i think this week that was a huge benefit for you because when we okay. started tribal council it was 8 10 meaning there were 20 minutes left so it was basically confirmed just off of that fact that Caleb was going to play the shot in the dark and it was going to succeed. Yeah, that's true. And and I was trying to get through it fast because I, I got started late, so I wasn't really paying attention to that. Yeah, but even still, if you were fast, weren't through commercials, you're not really paying attention to the time of the clock yeah. at all with that, that it wouldn't have yeah. even been on your mind. But if you're watching it live and you see how much time is left, it, it basically guaranteed that he was going to be safe and there was going to be some sort of revote with how much time was left. If it's a regular play where all of his no votes are negated and there's one or two votes for this person, that person just goes home. There's no extra time needed. But with that much time, there's going to be more happening, which is, is fine. There's nothing you can really do to prevent that. And you don't know how the whole thing's going to go. Like I wasn't predicting 11 out of 11 votes for Caleb. So you, so you still get to see how it plays out, but it was a, a little, just a tiny, tiny bit watered down, basically knowing big picture how it was going to happen. But that's, that's a nitpick on an otherwise awesome moment. Um, how did, I, sorry, not to, not oh, to yeah. prolong this point, but how did you think it was going to go? Like I kind of assumed that it was going to be Caleb, the vast majority plays a shot in the dark. He he's safe, and then it was going to be like a tie vote between I don't Jay and was even vulnerable. 
Jay and Emily, maybe like like seven two two or something or something like that. That would have been interesting, yeah, or or you know something because yeah. I, I knew there'd be a second vote because if just based on the time, you know, like you know, yeah, yeah, knew with okay. pretty high confidence there was going to be be a second vote, um, but just seeing how the exact breakdown happened, um, but what I loved is is Caleb calls out Jay by name <laughs> and his like, re- his reasoning i thought he he played this terribly because there's like well why jay he goes well you know jd and and julie are are strong three so this would this would weaken them and lower their threat level but he doesn't say why jay of those three yeah i Which i agree I, I don't think he did a good job here i mean i i think it was i think he probably realized how in the moment, he probably, I think he was going to play a shot in the dark from the get go. There was basically nothing anyone could say that would make him change his mind at that point with how things had gone. So I don't think he f- probably felt he needed to make a, make like a winning pitch, but he's there. He's going to get a shot anyway. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty poor on how it was handled. And he just said, Hey, here's, here's the, here's the other option is to vote out Jay. And I feel kind of bad for her because. She just kind of like retreated into herself after that. Yeah, even I, before the vote, she she just like, and and I get getting called out by name at tribal council is probably not, or for sure is not what you want to hear. But she kind of just, I don't. Know, she she just kind of got like quiet and unsure of herself. It looked like. Yeah, I. Uh, here's well a lot to say about this. So I think that is like maybe just like her personality. Like, cause this, this whole thing could have like launched her under different circumstances to like one of the most compelling people on the season. Like, let's just say that, like she has this thought and casts a rogue vote uh for yeah let's say well was she actively against Caleb or like she was yeah so like maybe cast a vote for his biggest ally which would be Emily or like like just a rogue sifu and like sifu was safe oh yeah that's right i you know what that that is so perfectly stupid that I made that mistake. Like, of course, half of them are safe. Um, yeah. So let's just say she casts a random vote. She's the only vote that sends someone home. They all have to go back and talk about it. And like, what even happens? Like she has something huge on her resume and like, we're going to be like, okay, cool. Like that was an awesome move. But what you're saying is like a hundred percent true. Like she didn't, she didn't really pop in the edit. She didn't pop on screen. Like the spotlight shines on her at tribal and she retreats and like, it just, that just kind of seems like how things were going to go for her. Yeah, that that's fair. That looking back on the whole season now, that does kind of seem like her story being on the outs, but not really not really realizing it 
somehow getting stuck taking the blame for for D's Sifu vote, um, and and accepting that as as her lot in the game, um, but I just I, I I'm sure she'll get she'll get asked this in in exit press, but after getting called out directly and by tribal council, it it for sure seemed like if it wasn't going to be Caleb. It was going to be Jay. If you're that person, just throw a vote. You have cover. You can say, I thought he's going to play a shot in the dark. It seemed like I was the next one in line. So I had to throw a vote to protect myself. You're going to piss off whoever that one person is if it happens to not matter if Caleb shot in the dark didn't work. But you're already on the outs. You're already on the outs. It at, it at least you can at least explain it in a logical way that maybe people who were in your alliance but not the one you voted for or who aren't sure about you, if they're thinking logically, they can at least understand the move and just vote for vote for Emily. Like people yeah. people like her, but she would probably you'd have the least damage control to do because who's gonna, who's going to get pissed off, Caleb? The one who would have, in this case, just got just received ten votes. I think you can live with that. Yeah. Yep. There's, uh, yeah. There's a lot of things that could have gone differently, and like, the sad part for her is that it was like all very doable. Yeah. Like, and because like she she yeah. knew that she was a target before tribal. She knew she was a possibility. And I just, I, I love, I can't, I can't wait to see her reasoning for why she didn't just do something. All you had yeah, to do is write down literally any other name. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's her. I don't think she was like, I, I just don't think that she's like a competitor. You know, like some people are just kind of there, and and what, what's the term? Where are their passengers? Okay. What a, what a frustrating travel council and a frustrating season. Uh, oh, you're such a passenger, yeah. Rick. I know. I was going to bring up when when we were talking about forced commentary about like the home run thing. And you're like, you know, some people have a way with words and they're just funny. And my my one that I thought of was like, uh, you know, like some some people are sharks and some people are minnows and. You know, the minnows get eaten up and pooped out on the floor of the sea. And they're Jeff is like asking Devons, it's like, are you the shark or the minnow, Rick? His answer, do you remember this? No. He goes, I think I'm the poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's a worse yeah. myth right there. Yeah. Yeah. So uh anyway, I forgot what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, the, the whole passenger, oh yeah, the passenger thing. Like, yeah, I, I think that's just, you know, kind of her, her gameplay style. And I think for the show's benefit, nothing against her whatsoever as a person, but I feel like from a, a TV standpoint, a television product, she was probably the right choice to go or the right one to go that we're, we're losing the least from her being out of the game. Or. 
did they know that she was leaving early? So they portrayed her in a way that made us think we'd be losing the least. Either way, that's what's on the show. I know, so. I know. No, I think I think you're a hundred percent right. So I was thinking about like Caleb would be devastating, Emily would be devastating. Yeah. Was even was even vulnerable. Um Jake is funny. D I I liked Kelly a lot this episode. She she shows some fire. D feels like she could be a very just like reckless player, which I'd be all in for. Just I know, just I know chaotic. That's... Yeah, there's that. Uh, I hope that's not a thing where it's like there's people that kind of show these flashes of like really interesting behavior, and like I hope it's not a thing where you can predict that they're the ones that aren't gonna go very far because we just never like it's never followed up on yeah like at tribal council when when caleb said as a reason to vote jay out is because of you know her her relationship with with d and and julie and d says well you you brought my name up as as a target so i need to defend myself it's like no you don't he he didn't he said he didn't say he was gonna vote you out he specifically says he's gonna target jay <laughs> yeah i I love when people at Tribal Council they hear like their name or some opening that not, it's not a threat to them, but they take it the wrong way, and then they potentially make themselves a threat by just I love going way too that, far on that. Yeah, yeah, it's not always in Tribal, but I just love when when you're not a target and you talk yourself into being a target. <laughs> yes, like if this had been less of a straightforward vote. I think she might have done some damage to potentially get catch a vote or two with yeah. that. Just like globbing on to something where, you know, everyone's voting, voting Caleb. He's not going to vote you either. And if he, even if he did, it's a one versus 10. Yep. So, yeah, so th there, there's, there's some potential on, on some of these people. So hopefully now that we're at, that we're in the merge, just one, one beach, one, one tribe. That will get some, some fireworks, some get some feisty personalities showing, and I, I really like where we're at with the, you know, going along with that with the cast and where we're at with with twelve people left. This there's no reason that the stretch run of the show is not very good from here on out. There's no re there's no reason for it not to be. Unless in, unless production gets involved. Yes. I think given the cast that they're working with, it's set up about as well as it could be. Yes. Yep. We've we've got idols, we've got the safety without power, but there's not an overabundance, relatively speaking, of advantages that are just kind of hanging out there, looming at looming at large. So that's always good. There's some close alliances, there's some bigger groups, but there's not some power alliance that's just going to pick on their way through the rest of the game. There's some potential tensions simmering underneath the surface for a few a few groups and, and twosomes and threesomes and foursomes. So a lot of good stuff could happen the rest of the way. I don't know if one of those good, one of those good things will be Caleb winning because where does he go from here aside from winning outright? Just 
running his way through immunity. But a new day in Survivor is a new day in Survivor. So who knows what comes up next? Yeah, that is one of the... I think for now in the immediate future, that is actually one of the more interesting... uh, More interesting like plot lines of the show is Caleb just got literally every vote. Like something needs to happen. Something, something is going to happen with him. Either he's going to figure it out or just going to keep getting, keep getting bombarded with votes. I feel like when, when someone who is such a consensus target survives and I could. I don't have notes on any of this, but I feel like it's a kind of equal chance where that person just gets targeted again right away, or they they snake their way into an into an alliance. Now, usually it's because somebody else caught votes and they used an idol or whatever to save themselves, and not this, where where literally every person he goes back to camp with voted for him. Yeah, but I think the another like really realistic scenario for how he he could at least give himself a few more tribals is like he wins one individual immunity, like they have to figure something else out for the next vote, and then they realize like there's so many other things that we can do, and like the attention is kind of lifted from him for enough time for them to start considering other things. The one thing that I'm not looking forward to, which they teased, is next week we saw Jeff say two people go home. So it seems to be the really stupid let's split these up into two again, randomly assigned groups. Small groups. And have two tribal councils. I'm looking at last season. Also episode seven is when that happened. Like Uh, Yeah. I mean, what? Like it... Uh, I'm just I'm going to go on the same rant I went on. Yeah, now let, let's be fair. Maybe something different will happen. I'm not banking on it whatsoever. But it's been a strong season so far. Maybe it'll be fun in spite of itself. Maybe they'll, they'll do something different. And I, I wouldn't bet on it at all. But you never know till, till we know it. Um, Did we get to your your what was it? Your your thought of the week? Yeah, or opinion we of the week? did. We did. It wasn't that interesting. I ended up. I ended up. Uh, you kind of convinced me that it was not even that interesting. What was it? It was just that, like, like even they're trying to make it new, but like uh, it just seems super old. Like at certain oh, oh, points yeah, in that, the season, yeah. it's just like, yep, okay, here's this part, here's this part, and you'd think like after they made an effort to revamp the entire series like five seasons ago that we would not be here right now, but we just are. And like your, your point was just that it's because like, yes, it's new, but like, it's just not working. So when you get it every time and it's a bad idea, then it just, yeah. The frustrating thing is that they've shown willingness to adjust parts of the game. Like they got rid of the, they got rid of the turn back time twist. Um, I just had another one that they changed. Oh, the beware advantage. They changed those so it's different 
for everybody. Every every camp is different. So they're they're willing to change or or adjust or adapt. And they they would honestly lose nothing if they got rid of the earn the merge. No, yeah. And just did a regular vote. Give everyone That'd the merge feast. No one no viewers care about watching people be hungry. Like that's just not interesting. Yeah, we see get, a bunch of sad people. We see half the people sad. Get them okay. a little bit get them a little bit fed. Even if you want to do something where it's an individual challenge and the and the last half get more food or something like that. If you still want to do an, do an imbalance, like or were they done before where the winner gets to pick who gets to eat what? <laughs> like uh, there are ways to kind of meet in the middle a little bit where yeah. everyone gets some food. Maybe it's not divided equally. But when you see people get lively and happy and chatty while they're eating, that makes the show more fun. Oh, yeah. The ideas start flowing. Like yeah, you get people you get them you a get little a, loosened up. You get a glass or two of wine on zero calories for the last six days. That's going to hit you fast. Yeah, yeah. And then you get some food in you. You get get some protein. You get some sugar. You're more lively. You're you're more fun to watch. Live on an island. And then, otherwise, like I said, you just get people who just kind of mope around, still being hungry and, and sad about it. You also, make the, good TV. You can make the show harder or harder without making them hungry, or give them food one day. Yeah, but. Well. Enough of a rant on the things the show is doing poorly because credit where credit is due. I'm still having a great time with this season. It's easily on track to be the best of the of the new era. And and I think that's again, half the season left, lots of lot to happen still. But I think that's probably even doing a disservice. I think this is just this is just so far a good survivor season. It's not just a good post 40, at least for me. It's so far just a good season. No ifs, ands, or buts about the new era or the shorter, shorter days or whatever. No qualifications. It's just it's just good survivor, finally. I I'll see if I get there. I, I think it's I think it's a survivor season. And that's like just by default good. Mm-hmm. Like because we because we like Survivor. Sometimes yes. it may not seem like it. Yes. All right. Any any last thoughts? Anything we we missed or or skimped over? No, no. I think I've heard enough of my own voice. All right. I would disagree, but I guess we'll move on. Uh, next week we'll. Yes, yeah, it's two weeks from now. We're, we'll be a day late. Next week is normal. Um, so just as always, be sure be sure you're subscribed. Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen, to get this thing. Let's get this get the show first thing Thursday mornings and follow us on Twitter at Lama Talk Pod, Instagram at Talk Lama Pod. For Jared Sunden, this is Matt Hambidge, and we will see you next time for another script of the Christmas.